following podcast contains spoilers and words like and gosh Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody. It's B Dizzle here. As always, I'm joined by Toph, and that means that you've got We Watched a Thing in your ear holes. How you doing, mate? Your name's Billy. It's Billy. No, I'm the B Dizzle, mate. I'm the B Dizzle. It's just I'm not just giving fact. the people what they want. It's not a fact. It's not what the people <laughs> want. It's what you want. You gave yourself your na- that name, which okay, you well, can't do. Well, what's your name, Topher? Who gave you that name? You did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> it's a cool name, though. <laughs> I mean, you are the world's second favourite Topher. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, it's not bad. And I'm the world's favourite B-Dizzle because there ain't no others. Oh, well, certainly no one else that gave themselves that name. No, no, you could just you could just go with Billy. <laughs> well, I mean- I think that'd you, be fine. You know that Billy is also a nickname I gave myself, right? <laughs> That's tr- well, yes, because you hate your name, and so I'm, and like I, I don't, I don't force your actual name on you because I know that you don't like it. That's I'm here true. for you, man. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. How you been anyway? What have you been up to this week? Well, you know, it's a work week, so I guess that. Yep. Not like yep. you. Not for me. Yeah. Holidaying bum. Leave, mate. Three weeks off. Just got back from uh, Radelaide yesterday. Nice little 13-hour drive with the kids. So that's always a bit of fun. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, and I'm going to see Godzilla vs. Kong morning session tomorrow. Absolute empty cinema. So we'll be doing an episode on that with Sam for movie I reviews and 20Qs, which I'm pretty keen for. Even if it was not COVID times, um, that would still be an empty cinema. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about Godzilla vs. Kong today, are we? What are we talking about, mate? No, patron request this week. Um, 1990s Bill Murray vehicle, I believe you referred to it as. The man who knew yes. too little. Hey, do you know what I did do recently? You asked, you asked what's What'd been going you do? on. I went to a bakery on Sunday to buy some hot cross buns. Um they had none, but that's that's not the story. Um, this is the bakery, you know the uni- you know the university that's really near our place. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So there's a bakery there, and as I was exiting the university grounds in the car after not securing any hot cross buns, um, there was a couple of. Don't students, tell me that you saw Bill and Murray. one of them. Well, I did not see Bill Murray, but I did see a uni student in a Pulp Fiction shirt. And I was like, ah, there you go. Turns out that 20-year-old white males are the same now as they were 20 years ago. I felt felt weirdly comforted by this guy in a Pulp Fiction shirt. I don't know if he's seen Pulp Fiction. (laughs) You sure this kid was young? Because I'm a uni student now. Doesn't doesn't really mean much these days. No, he was a proper uni student, not not a mature age student. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Not not one of you pests who who um hand in assignments early and ask the extra question when the class is over and everyone's just like, Oh, you did. Yeah, there's always one. There's it's like it's like when you go like on a tour and all you want to do is for it to end. There's always that one guy with his hand up. I'd like to know about the history of the trees. <laughs> 
and who somehow manages to insert into the question that he knows a bunch of stuff about the topic. Yeah. And everyone's like, no one's impressed, mate. Just fuck off. Yes, The Man Who Knew Too Little is a 1997 spy comedy film starring Bill Murray, directed by John Amiel and written by Robert Farah and Howard Franklin. It's based on Farah's own novel, Watch That Man, and the title's a parody of Alfred Hitchcock's 1934 film, The Man Who Knew Too Much. And what is it about, Toph? Uh, a man, played by Bill Murray, finds himself in the centre of some international espionage. Yes. And hijinks ensue. <laughs> now, I've got to ask, as I said last week, this is this is a Patreon request that fell to your side of the fence. So I know nothing about the correspondence behind this. Did you ever hear from our patron as to whether they actually enjoy this movie and what made it come to their mind to recommend it? <laughs> well, I no, I, I didn't check. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> no, after they asked, that was really, that was kind of it. Um I kind, of, I kind of feel like they must be a fan, because if you're not a fan of this movie, you just wouldn't even remember it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But this film was like it wasn't a big deal at the time that I recall. And when I said to you last week that for me it was going to be like, uh, effectively it was going to be like watching it for the first time because it had been so long. As I was watching it, I was like, I'm becoming more and more convinced that this is the first time I've seen this film. Right. Okay. I think I was wrong. I don't think I'd seen this. I'm I'm pretty sure I had. I definitely at least remember the the poster. I'm sure that I'd seen it, but much like you, I remembered zero of it. Cuz I'm like I'm actually a, I'm a long way from being a Bill Murray completionist. Yeah. Um like I like I love Bill Murray cuz I'm a person. Um but I'm actually like 21st century Bill Murray is my favorite Bill Murray. I think his thing works just superbly in a mature body. Um, and that's not to say that I dislike pre-year 2000 Bill Murray, but I've just liked him more and more um, as his career has gone by. And, like, particularly in things like last year in On the Rocks, like, just kills it in that film. So, so good as playing someone who's old enough to be Rashida Jones's dad. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't got to um on the rocks, but I'm very very keen to. And I'm a big Lost in Translation fan. Uh Broken Flowers. I agree with you that I think his recent stuff where he's gone more into that kind of indie scene rather than the I guess slapstick Murray that he's he's known for. I agree I've enjoyed him more and more. I mean, obviously, who doesn't love Ghostbusters? Um but yeah, I I'm I'm with you there. So, on the film itself, uh, for a first viewing, and given what we've just said, that, you know, you tend to prefer recent Murray, um, I mean, what are your thoughts? Let's get into it. Did you did you have an enjoyable time watching this romp? I did have an enjoyable time. Um, it's, a Bill, it's a Bill Murray movie. It's fun. Um, yeah. He, Bill Murray's thing, which is always just, you know- like, like, like I said, lo- love Bill Murray. I-, I don't think that even the most ardent Bill Murray fan is here to say that he's one of the world's great character actors. Like, he tends to be doing a version of the Bill Murray thing. Yes, and the Bill Murray thing, I think, I think really works yep. for this. Uh, what about yeah. yourself? I, I'm not going to lie. I did not like it at first. As it continued, though. 
I warmed more into it. By the end, I was like, you know what? I actually had a fairly enjoyable time here. I don't know whether maybe my expectations were too high or maybe I just did Maybe I didn't have proper expectations. Maybe I didn't know what I was getting into. But the first, I'd say, 20 to 25 minutes, I was a little bit bored. I didn't think there was enough comedy for what is essentially a comedy film. Um, and it was it like it is a very one note movie. Like this isn't a movie that has a lot of jokes. This is a movie that has one very, very long joke. And I think when it when it leans into that, I think it actually works quite well. And by the end, I had an enjoyable time, but it did take me a while to get there. I've got to say. One thing that I think is worth calling, like if if you really wanted, you could nitpick this movie for hours on end. But it's like, who cares? It's a comedy. Well, what's the point in that? Well, exa- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> one thing. One thing that really did, like as I was watching it, I was just like, really, that. He's never met his sister-in-law. And there's a picture of his brother and his brother's wife. You see a picture of them on clearly from their wedding day. They clearly didn't just jet <laughs> off to Vegas and do this on a whim. They had a big formal wedding, which uh, was, was well, Bill Murray not there? That- was he not invited? Could yeah. he not make it? Had they never sent a picture before? The whole relationship between Bill Murray and his brother in this film. I just call I, I just I just call bullshit on that. I, I find the whole relationship very strange because they do almost try and sell it as if it's not an estranged relationship, but they do try and sell it as if these two aren't super close. But then at times you really need to buy into the fact that, oh yeah, these two are, are brothers, they understand each other quite well. Even the very first interaction where after he supposedly have, has never met the wife and his brother, I'm gonna, I'm saying it right now, I don't remember a single character name from this movie. <laughs> and the brother is talking to his wife about what Bill Murray is like quite rudely and then there's that you know there's always that fun reveal arrested development did it all the time where it pulls back at bill murray standing right there and he's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> like for that gag to work you need to believe that these two have quite a, a solid relationship but the movie sometimes asks you to think they don't it's it is you're right you could sit there and pick holes in it for days if you wanted to hmm. but real yes but then let's and i, and I would stress this point who cares yeah, what are you doing with your life if that's what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I can tell you one character's name because I have it written down here. Because it is Rupert Witherington, <laughs> which is just one of the great English character names ever. That is some elite shit. That's, that's incredible. Cl- that's the kind of thing that would be on one of those, like, internet name generators if there was, like, you know, like, what's your British name? You know, like, your birth month is June, so your first name is Rupert. <laughs> Lord Wesley Smithington. <laughs> That's yours. You can start using that as your name if you want. I'm g- what do you mean, start? <laughs> I'm allowed to use it because you gave it to me, right? Because it's not not me myself giving myself a nickname. That's right, Lord Wesley Smithington. <laughs> Here's a. Th- th- there's one scene in this film which is just a measure of what I imagine. I have no idea what it's like to direct Bill Murray. I've heard that in the lead up to day one of shooting, it's always a bit fraught because it's like we think he's going to turn up, 
but it's it's always kind of a we think. Um, but once he's there, I, I what a delight it must be to be able to say, okay, I'll hang back here on like a a loose medium shot bordering on a wide shot. Yeah. Bill, I want you to play with a loaded gun that you don't know is a loaded gun. Yeah. And just do that for 30 seconds and make it fucking great. Yes. And sure enough. So good. I agree. I, so good. I think the best parts of this movie are the parts where they do just do that. And I don't think they happen enough. Anytime that they really get into story, for me, is when it falls flat. When you just let Bill Murray play, and I think the best example, sadly, is is the final scene, like the very final shot. They basically just let him go for it as the credits start to roll. And it, by that point, you're like, how can I not be having fun? Like, Bill Murray is just hanging, like, and he's clearly having a good time. And like you said, even great Bill Murray fans aren't like, oh, he's a brilliant actor. He just seems like a fun guy. And when he's having fun, it's hard not to have fun with him. So I agree. I think when the movie really plays with that, that's when it's at its best. I think you'll really like, if, if you get to On the Rocks, I think you'll be really, really happy with the Bill Murray you get. Because, and that is like, it is a, like, Yes, as I've said, there's a lot of Bill Murray about it, um, but that is a really good performance. Um, let's talk about the uh, uh, Bill Murray aside. Let's talk about the the film itself. I actually quite like the quote unquote plot of the film, and it's not original. Something we've seen a million times before. I mean, this film is basically Galaxy Quest or The Three Amigos. It's that classic guy thinks that he's in a play, but what's happening is real. And I don't, I don't mind that general premise. Um, I don't love how deep it gets into that, I think. And once you really get it, the final third, I think, for me, really, you know, there's that fun stuff of him doing the Russian dancing and whatnot. There's also a lot of just kind of general gangster stuff that, for me, doesn't work. Um, but what were your thoughts on the plot? So, I actually really like a lot of the- um not not necessarily like like you said, not necessarily the gangster stuff, but the more kind of high level espionage type stuff. I actually think works really well with the whole because yeah yeah, and you know with with the casting of these high level British intelligence officers and politicians doing such a stiff upper lip, classically English thing, I think that works really well against the. Sh- just the absolute, like, off-the-walls lunacy of what is going on with Bill Murray. Um, that stuff, I think, works really well, like, opposed to each other. And then, you know, that kind of comes to a head when he gets on the phone to these people. And it's like, well, this- surely this can't fail. Yeah. And in credit to the film, it doesn't. Because it's not like they can play off each other. You've still got to- that's, you know, those are scenes that come together in the edit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to the film's credit, I think they really do. Yep. That's totally fair. Um, shout out to truly, in my opinion, one of the great scene stealers in Western cinema in Alfred Molina. While, like you, I might not love all the stuff with the with the gangster characters, Molina I and I, I think this is true of Molina across his career. This guy's ability like one, just a fantastic actor. But also his ability to be tuned into what 
film he is in. Yes. Yeah. And play it just right for that project, I think is some really, really high level stuff. Um, I mean, aside from the fact that, I mean, the most remarkable thing about Alfred Molina might be the fact that his name is Alfred. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, but I am such, I'm such a fan of the guy. I think like Alfred Molina could so easily be a bigger deal, I think. Yeah. And like, I, like, sure, any any movie fan knows who Alfred Molina is. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like if, if one or two roles had gone a different way in like the early 90s or something, Molina could just be a giant movie person. Yeah, he's a great character actor, and you're right. Had things gone differently, he could be like the Gary Oldman, another example of a great character actor who somehow happened to strike big, which is it. It is rare. It's not a thing that usually happens for people, you know, that you think of as character actors. But I agree. I think that he is. You're right. That ability to know. Okay, this is the movie I'm in. This is this is what I'm putting into it. Um, yeah, I, I think he does that really well. I actually think that the majority of the cast are pretty good in this film, at that, at least. Um, like who Who's the guy who plays his brother? Um, yeah, I actually- I, re- I really like Peter Gallagher in this film, actually, who plays his brother, and you know, classic while you were sleeping. Um, I actually think that he, he shows some pretty funny chops in this, I think. But he's also just smarmy and British enough to, to, to make it work. <laughs> But he's not British. No, I know, I know, I know, and nor should he be because he's Bill Murray's brother. But I think the point is that you buy that he lives in this society, like you buy that he's that he's like the upmarket brother. You know, like I think he pulls that off. Where it you don't you can see them as being brothers, but I think that he's he, you know he's got a little class to him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And shouts shouts to his wife in the film. Um, yeah, Duckface from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Great stuff. <laughs> I, I think the funniest scene in the movie is when Peter Gallagher's doing his presentation and for some reason he just lets the voicemail stay on speaker and Murray's just rambling about making out with this girl. <laughs> like, I actually that that was that was humorous. <laughs> that is humorous. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna shock you here because I bet you didn't think I was gonna bring this up. But let's tick off some Billy Bingo. Can we talk about the score? <laughs> sure. Go nuts. <laughs> now, I, c- I couldn't tell you what any of the score for this movie was, except the Russian dance sequence, which is the theme to Tetris. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all in on this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you a Tetris player as a kid? I was a Tetris player. I was- I was- Big into so like that- black and white, you know. Bl- I'm talking black and white screen. Yeah, Tetris. Um, I don't think I tended to. Ha- I don't think I tended to have the music on though. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I played a lot of Tetris in my day. Music on, music off, handheld, controlled, you name it. I love that theme. <laughs> as soon as that started, I was like, oh yeah, I could jam to this. It made me want to play Tetris. <laughs> What's your favourite um, platform to play Tetris on? Super Nintendo. PC or is there another? Ah, the SNES. Yeah, definitely the SNES because I'm yeah, I'm right. a fan of the, the D-pad. I need the D-pad really to play. Like, it, like it's okay with a keyboard and I would still beat you nine out of ten times because I'm very good at Tetris, but I much prefer the SNES. Mm. 
it's a kind of sad state of affairs when what you're flexing about is I would definitely beat you at Tetris. (laughs) (laughs) Have you played the new Battle Royale Tetris that Nintendo put out? No, I've not heard of this thing. Oh, it's amazing. You play against 98 other people. So 99 people playing Tetris and you just have to, you know, survive till the end. It's so good. Mm. Massive, massive cut at one point in this film, post Dancing with the Russian Dolls, etc. Yes. We then cut to the two, our two leads on the shores of the Thames with a bunch of money. Yes. And it is a really, it's a really jarring cut. Yeah. It's like, wow. So it's like, were they just going, was, were they coming out of a scene that was a bunch of like Murray ad lib? And then didn't have really an ending to this scene? Or did a bunch of stuff get cut? I don't know. But it is a weird, weird cut. I noticed this. I actually took it back because I thought I'd missed something. Because, you know, I'd been in and out a little bit like dealing with kids and stuff. And I was like, and I knew that the movie didn't have long to go because it's quite a short movie. But I came in and they were there and I thought, oh, hold up. No, I've, I've missed something important. So I took it back. And no, you're right. It's a very, very strange cut. And then from there, it just. It, it it just wraps like it's really really quick. <laughs> so, in in a fun little twist of fate, Billy, this comes out the same year as a personal favorite of yours, Titanic. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking of a film that I actually kind of like. Um, how is Titanic kind of similar to the <laughs> Too Little? <laughs> What's your through line there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I always have Titanic the game. on the brain. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, which I actually just rewatched the other night. Easily finished. Yes, you best did. Thriller. This is <laughs> just not a fact. Just so far from being true. <laughs> just- um, yeah, yeah, you're right. This it does have very gamey vibes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a comedy game. So which. Who would you rather be? Who? Which world would you rather be plonked into? Do you, would you rather be Bill Murray or old um, old Sweet Cheeks from <laughs> from a previous episode? Sweet Cheeks Michael Douglas, um, we called him. I, I I'd rather be Murray. I mean, you know he uh. He gets to. Do, uh, it's it's funny, you know. Like when you think about the two, Murray probably is actually in a lot more danger than Douglas ever is. Certainly, because Douglas's one famously is a game. <laughs> well, yes, yes, that's that's exactly right. Um, yeah, so Murray is actually in a lot more danger, but seems to be having a lot more fun. I feel like the game. I don't think I'd do well at the game. Like if you bought me the game for my birthday. Oh, you'd not do well. I would not do well. I, it would be like 20 minutes in and I'd be in the corner crying, I think. It's very intense. <laughs> Your version of the game is actually just that it's rigged and you're the first one that loses at Tetris in this new thing. And for like 24 hours straight, you try and be not the first one out of Tetris, but you won't quit. <laughs> and that's your game. Well, now come on. And then on. you jump How off you a building and land on a, on a big squishy mattress. I don't think you would fare How would I fare the game? Um, sensationally, sir. Oh, come on. You I'd kill it. You think so highly of yourself. 
My game would just be me watching sport and them trying to make me miserable. And I'm like, this is my weekend. Yeah, I'm already Normally, miserable. You dicks. After the playing. I'm already miserable. <laughs> yeah. This is my resting state. <laughs> Only in the game, there's no beer. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you wasted your money. <laughs> couldn't we, we couldn't I mean I mean we couldn't do Bill Murray's thing in Australia, could we? We feel maybe maybe our I mean, you know, unless our intelligence services are so good that we just have no the reason we don't think of it is because they're that good. They're so invisible. But really I just think that what are we bothering? We're like, what are we spying on New Zealand? Don't think so. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, so apparently this was a thing that was actually big in the nineties was this whole, you know, living play thing where you would just like, yeah, like a real life game. Um, seems weird. I'm not here for it. <laughs> no, nah, it's yeah. So it's, you know, like how to host a murder, whatever thingy just kind of gone to the Basically, next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be very curious, actually. I've never been to one of them. I got invited to one. I didn't go. Yeah, I've never been to one either. Maybe we should have our own one day. Be f- yeah. It'd be fun if you and I were there, mate. Ah, look, we'd make it work. <laughs> um, I'd be curious to read the the novel that this is based on because so much of this film, as you said, is just kind of letting Murray riff with it. That I almost cannot imagine how this would like the book must be very very different. There's no way that the the protagonist in this book is as silly as Murray. I just can't see it working. Yeah, I don't, do you, I don't know when the book came out, so I don't know. What Same kind year, of apparently account- ninety seven. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So fast work, right? Because I was yeah, I was like you know, could the, if it was a few decades older. Like, could they be riffing on some kind of Peter Sellers type thing that was the inspiration or- Yeah. Steve Martin would be good at it as well. Steve Martin would be great at anything, though. I'm such a Steve Martin fan. I'm I'm much closer to being a Martin completionist than I am to a Murray completionist. Like, I probably have seen- I mean, it, it could be all Martins. I'm, I'm not sure. But it would be close to. And a lot of him playing banjo. Oh, I love oh, him playing banjo. His version of Sunny Side of the Street is, I kissed my fingers just then. It's <laughs> like I'm an old Italian man. It's, just, it's Bellissimo, my friend. I, like, it is literally one of my all-time favourite songs. He is so good at the banjo. I feel like we're off track a bit. Um, how, are you, how are you scoring this? Um Look, I enjoyed it. It's not gonna. It's not something that's gonna go into high rotation. I don't think, really. Um, but I enjoyed my time with this film. Six out of ten. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a weird one because it's almost not re- really a film. <laughs> like, um, it it's similar to, and this was a big thing in the nineties. You know, like lots of Sandler movies, for example. This movie is basically a skit. Like, you could see this movie working as a as a six minute SNL skit. Um, I, I think this movie does a pretty good job of not outstaying its welcome. It never becomes so skit like that. You're like, well, this should have ended an hour ago, but I also, I like, I did get bored at times. So I'm a five, like there's a lot of fun stuff here. Would I recommend it to anyone? No, absolutely not. If you didn't see this movie in 97, there's no reason to dig this out. (laughs) And one, another thing I'll just kind of say in, 
in credit to the film is that the plot, while if you ex- if you unraveled the whole plot and explained it, it's kind of jumbled. But while it's all happening at every step, it's actually really coherent. It yes, it is. That's absolutely true. Yeah. You never feel lost or anything. But you're right. It does do a good it's almost that big Lebowski thing where it's that that nod to classic noir films where it does try to feel complex. Like there's a lot of this and then this and then this and then this. But it you're right, it does flow, which yes, that does work well. All right. What are we getting to next week, well, my friend? We would have to decide on that to know. We would. I mean, we know that we're seeing Godzilla vs. Kong anyway. Is it uncouth to do our own episode on that as well as movie reviews in 20Qs? Good question. Don't know. Not sure of the podcast etiquette. I don't know either. <laughs> We've only been doing this for nearly four years. <laughs> All right. Well... Dear listeners, we'll we'll check with Sam, see if that's something we're allowed to do, and maybe that's what we'll do. I was going to say, if it's not that, we should do um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Yep. All right. Next week will be either Godzilla vs. Kong or Judas and the Black Messiah. Two very similar films, both very artsy. Um, I'm sure that they both have a lot to say about society and the yeah. world we live in. Real highbrow Real shit. highbrow. So, either way- Highbrow week next week, okay? That's what we're doing here at We Watch The Thing. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething, and we will catch you next week. Watch a movie, folks. Oh, mate, you know you know what else I did this week, just for a little bit of fun? What's that? I submitted us to be a Rotten Tomatoes approved podcast. Sick. So that our ratings will go on the Rotten Tomatoes site. <laughs> but how does that work? Do they take the average of us or what? Well, I'm not sure yet. I don't know if we'll get approved. Apparently, it's it's a process. But you need- I wouldn't approve 200. us. <laughs> you need to have at least four episodes a week, which we do. You need to have been going for at least two years, which we do. And you need to have at least 200 ratings on iTunes, which we do. So, I can't see a reason they won't approve us. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I stole the idea from Sam. If we are approved by Rotten Tomatoes, it furthers my argument that Rotten Tomatoes should be ignored. (laughs) Well, I hope they don't listen to this then. Rotten Tomatoes, we love you. We hope you approve us. I mean, I stole the idea from Sam. Now, if movie reviews in 20 Qs gets approved, that's nuts. They don't really review movies. (laughs) Like, how is Rotten Tomatoes going to average out a score when Sam is giving stuff like 13,000 out of 10,000 to a movie? That's true. Which is what he did last week. Just so you know, you're going to have so much lag to cut out. It's still going like three seconds at least. So I reckon if you just Mate, shift you said, your you whole You were cutting this one. Oh, I am too. Yeah. All right. I'll make it work. Yeah. Forgot I was cutting this. <laughs> Fuck. Let's hurry this up. I want to get to bed. <laughs> this, this episode might have just gone completely uncut if you didn't remind me just then. <laughs> All right. I was just making sure I was recording.
I might have another drink and edit this, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you better. <laughs> maybe 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 I'll just chuck it up like this. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Lag and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what's funny? The lag has finally stopped. Right now, you leaned back and the lag stopped. I'm going to have the best time editing this one. I felt like it got worse as as we were recording. It did. Yeah. So, I'm going to have to do yeah. a little bit of slippy yeah. slidey the whole way. And then right now, it's yeah. perfect. Name your sex tape. 